The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Too often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy Malhotra. Welcome everyone to Generation Regeneration. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host. Thank you for joining me, whether it be live or on demand. We appreciate all of our listeners. And our goal with the show is to provide information and support for those who want to take ownership of their health and engage in a lifestyle that regenerates their body, mind, and spirit. And we want to emphasize the importance of emotional and spiritual health, especially because how we think and feel has a large impact on our physical health and success in life. And our guest today will provide insights about how to approach life and grow spiritually in the wake of unexpected and even very painful events. Our guest is Dr. Terry Gordon who is a Cleveland Clinic-trained cardiologist and practiced within mainstream medicine for over two decades. Named the American Heart Association's National Physician of the Year in 2002, he is widely recognized in matters of the heart. He is currently spearheading a national campaign called the Josh Miller Hearts Act, which will place automated external defibrillators into every school in the country, protecting our children from sudden cardiac arrest. And in 2009, his life shifted dramatically when his son, Tyler, was involved in a car accident and sustained a severe spinal cord injury that left him paralyzed. As Terry led his family through this experience, he wrote down his observations in a journal, which resulted in a spiritual awakening and led to his book, No Storm Lasts Forever, which has a touching forward written by Dr. Wayne Dyer. Terry's mantra in life is to give himself away each day, and he does so happily. Now retired from the practice of cardiology, Terry's goal is to continue serving. And you can learn more about his work at drterrygordon.com. Terry, welcome to the show. It's wonderful to have you here today to share your experiences and wisdom. Well, thanks for having me, Sandra. I look forward to it. Now, let's get started with the event that shifted your life so dramatically and then delve into the many spiritual insights that are contained in your book, No Storm Lasts Forever. Can you start by telling us about your son, Tyler, and what happened to him in 2009? Yes, I can. I, I remember the date like it were yesterday. It was uh, June 29th of 2009, and I was actually up in my office doing a little work at home when my daughter, Maddie Rose, who was teaching in Chicago, had just returned home for the weekend. And she came into my office, and you know it's, it's a parent's sixth sense when you kind of tell there's something not quite right. She had this, this sadness dripping from her. And I said, what's up, honey? And she, <clears throat> excuse me, 
pardon me, she came around my, my desk and plopped herself down at my feet and put her arms up on my knees. And she said, you know, Dad, I always thought that the older I became, the more control I assumed over my life, the easier life would become. And then with this deep sigh and a single tear trickling down her cheek, she said, you know, it's, it's just not working out that way. Hmm. And I pulled her up in my arms, Sandra, and I began rocking her as I had for 27 some odd years. <laughs> and, and I paused for a very long time because I knew what I was about to say to her would be very important. And I said, you know, sweetie, I think that's the way it's supposed to be. If we are to grow, if we are to progress on this path of enlightenment, if we're to reach a higher plane, we must face greater and greater obstacles. And it's only by overcoming those obstacles that we reach that higher place. And I shared with her that we really should be grateful for the crap that comes our way because it's, it's a gift. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I shared with her a quote from the Kabbalah, which is the ancient mystical text of Judaism. And in it, it says... It's the falls of our life that provide us the energy to propel us onto the higher path. It's the falls of our life. And, and I shared with her one final thought as I kissed her on the forehead, and I said, you know, honey, everything is in perfect order. Everything. Well, the next morning, around 6.40, I received one of the worst phone calls a parent could get. The gray voice on the other end of the line shared with me that our son, Tyler, who uh, was in school out in Durango, Colorado, that he had been involved in a single car accident, that he had flipped his car head over heels over and over and over again, mm. and that he had shattered his neck. And then came the dreaded words, your son is quadriplegic. Yeah. Well, you, you can't imagine the impact. Yeah. Of those words. You know, you, you, as a parent, you, you fret when your kids don't come home when they're supposed to or they happen to come home in a condition you're not particularly proud of. But when you hear those words, you just can't imagine the impact. Yeah. I had about 20 seconds of denial. And then the doctor and me kicked in. I knew where we were headed, what we were going to be facing. They were, in fact, preparing him for a life flight from Durango, Colorado to Denver. And within an hour, I had hastily packed a bag and bolted from the home. And I was speeding up to the Cleveland airport trying to get there in time to get on an overbooked nonstop flight that would get me to Denver in time to see my son before he went into surgery. And it was on the way up to the airport that it hit me that I had left my wife wailing. Now, my wife, Angela, is the strongest person I, I don't think I'd ever seen her cry before. I'm, I'm, I cry at the drop of a hat, but, but she was wailing, and, and I felt so badly because I didn't take the time to console her. But she knew what I needed to do, and I needed to get to Denver. So I get up to the Cleveland airport, and there are eight people ahead of me on the wait list. And, and somehow I got on that flight. I don't know how, but they placed me next to a window. So now I'm like a caged cat. I'm now incommunicado. So I don't know if Tyler is alive, dead, brain damaged, bleeding out from internal organ injury. It was the worst time in my life. Absolutely. And I felt like I was in this tornado. And the thoughts crashing inside my skull were just excruciatingly painful, just this chaos. And I felt like I was in this tornado. And it was loud, and it was whooshing, and it was dark, and it was dank, and it was just so frightening. And I looked down the the funnel of this tornado, and it was just pure blackness. And I remember 
saying to myself over and over again, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. And gradually, that loud whooshing sound, the darkness and the dankness, it, it started to abate as I became enveloped strand by strand in this cocoon of white noise. It, it became, Sandra, this, this place of unfathomable peace. Mm-hmm. But I still was saying, I can't do this. I can't do it. And, and I can't tell you I heard the voice of God, but I heard the words from deep within when God said, yes, you can. And I said, no, I, I don't have the tools to do this. I don't know what to do. Help me. And God said, well, Terry, just last night, you shared your truth with your daughter, Maddie Rose. You, you can talk the talk, but now you're going to have to live it. Yeah. And, and God reminded me, everything's in perfect order, even this. And I, I, I remember pleading, silently, but pleading, please help me. Help me help my, my wife. Help me help my children, my parents, my, my son. Help me. Help me. And then I asked God one more time, how do I do this? And the most profound thing was said to me when God said, treat this as if it was something you had chosen. That's right. That's a very powerful statement. And we're actually going to discuss that at length in the next segment because it it is such a profound way of looking at life. Um, Until then, though, my question for you is, this event certainly put you on a very spiritual journey. Before this happened, would you have considered yourself a spiritual person? You know, I was getting there. I, I, I had been in a preparatory stage, probably for two, three decades. I just didn't realize it. Um, I, I have always felt this spiritual sense, but I was too busy. You know, mm. I was a an invasive cardiologist that spent 18 hours a day in the hospital almost every day. I didn't have time to do this. I didn't have time to develop my spiritual foundation. It was being set for me brick by brick. But um, So I, I was on a path and looking back, which is always fun to do. You know, when you look back at a previous experience with newly gained knowledge and information, it's totally different. And And looking back, on my career and some of the things that happened that I didn't pay much attention to, they were really very profound moments in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were creeping up on you and you were open to it, it sounds like, and then this just busted it wide open, is well, what it sounds uh, like. It, it took a lot to bust it wide open, and yes, there were certain things that kind of crept into my life, some of which I ignored, some of which I kind of buried, some of which were unavoidable. They were undeniable that I had to pay attention to them. And mm-hmm. that's, when, that's when it started unfolding and continues to. Yes. So your book, No Storm Lasts Forever, was published in 2012. So how was Tyler and the rest of your family doing today, several years later? Well, you know, everybody, you know, when you go through something like this, it is very dramatic. And, and you know, we all started from different places. So, you know, you go through experiences differently. Uh, you know, my prayer to God was help me help everyone, and, and I've, I've, I've done that. But each of us, as I said, started from a different spot. Uh, we've all progressed, uh, Tyler included. Yeah. We've all grown at different paces. 
Um, but in, you know, in, in many respects, this is as and people always raise an eyebrow when I say this. In many respects, this has been a beautiful experience. Um, in particular, with Tyler, I've seen him grow in ways he never, ever, ever would have without this fall in his life, this gift. That's right. Yes. And that is a message that comes through in your book loud and clear is that, like you advised your daughter on that night, that it's the falls that really propel us forward and allow us to grow. So looking at them in that light is very empowering and makes you feel much less like a victim as opposed to someone who is really in control of how you want to move your life forward. So thank you very much for sharing that story with us. It's a very touching one. And uh, the book, No Storm Lasts Forever, that you wrote about it is very beautifully written. So I would highly recommend it for anyone who is just looking for a good read or is going through a tough time and wants a little bit of inspiration. So what I'd like to do now is get ready for a break. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm talking to retired cardiologist, motivational speaker, and author of No Storm Lasts Forever, Dr. Terry Gordon. And we just discussed his son Tyler's accident, which left him paralyzed, and how this enabled tremendous spiritual growth for Terry and the rest of his family. Thanks again for joining us, and stay tuned. We're going to go deep in the upcoming segments with many of the things that Terry talked about with his book. Thanks a lot. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. A new health and wellness community is coming in 2015 called HoldTreatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together, we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. (music) 
This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. And welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and my guest today is retired cardiologist, motivational speaker, and author of No Storm Lasts Forever, Dr. Terry Gordon. And in the previous segment, we discussed the storm in Terry's life when his son, Tyler, had a car accident which paralyzed him from the neck down. And to put this in terms of current events, this is what Sheryl Sandberg, the COO of Facebook and the author of the popular book Lean In, referred to as option B in a touching blog that she wrote about the untimely death of her husband about one month ago. And this phrase came about because as she was talking to a friend, she cried that she wanted option A to have her husband back and the father of her children. That's what she wanted to happen, of course. But her friend reminded her that option A was not available. So they were going to have to kick the snot out of option B. Actually, I substituted a word there, but you get the point. And I think that Dr. Gordon's message goes beyond this in that we must also embrace option B because although it may be heart-wrenching and difficult, it may be what enables us to grow spiritually in a deeper way and even serve others in a bigger way. So for Dr. Gordon, option A was having a healthy and happy family and option B is caring for a son who became paralyzed from the neck down in 2009. So we're going to delve into many of his spiritual insights in the next segments. But for now, Dr. Gordon, I'd like to know, how has this experience helped you to serve others in a deeper way? What are you doing now that you may not have been doing if the accident had not occurred? Well, you know, I I think life prepares us. Um, and, and often we don't really appreciate that we're being prepared until it unfolds. Um, my, my whole life had been directed towards being a cardiologist, uh, my, from grade school uh, through college and medical school uh, and all my training. And then I realized that my dharma really wasn't to be a cardiologist. That had helped to prepare me for being what it was that at least I am at this point. Interesting. So I actually had to retire from the practice of cardiology. I fell and hurt my neck and had a closed head injury. So I, I was, I wouldn't say forced into uh, retirement, but I retired. Um, and it turned out that that was in perfect order because had I not been retired, I wouldn't have been able to be there with my son when he was injured. But w- what I've learned is that that my purpose is still the same. It's still to touch hearts, but just in a different way. And the only way I believe that you can do that is through your own woundedness. Um, You know, I've been called a wounded healer, which made me feel a little uncomfortable at first. But but I think it's, it's only when you can feel the pain of others, and that's not to sympathize with them, it's to empathize with them. That you that it's only through that empathetic pain awareness that you can help others in their pain, and and that's kind of what I'm doing now. You know, um, my, my wife Angela, who's one of the most spiritual people that I know, has said to me on several occasions that she believes that Tyler chose to have this accident so that I could write the book 
that could help others through their painful experiences. So I'm, I'm still mending hearts. I'm just doing it in a different way and, and have true. let go of the attachment of the other way. That's right. It is a very touching book. And let's focus on your statement about treating this as something that you had chosen and perhaps your son had chosen as well. Can you clarify this again as to why we would choose events which are very difficult and heartbreaking for us? Well, you know, as I mentioned earlier in the segment, you know, this was something that that smacked me in the head on the airplane. And my first thought when God said, treat this as if it was something you had chosen, first of all, I had never looked at life that way. I had never, ever con- contemplated that life could unfold that way. And so it, 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 it made me pause. I, I can tell you this, my first response was, why would I choose something like this? Why, why would I choose such a horrific injury for my son? Why, exactly. Maybe for me, but not for him. What possible good could come from such a life-altering calamity? And, or, and, and what lessons could there be hidden within such turmoil? And what I came to appreciate is that, you know, some believe we actually choose what it is we are to experience in a particular lifetime. And that choice is based on what our spiritual development requires in order for us to continue on its progressive course. So as I began navigating the storm, The challenge for me became adjusting my perception enough of these events to recognize the presence of God within the experience. And in order to do that, I had to take my mind way, way, way beyond what I had previously judged to be good or bad. And through this, I came to accept that adversity is a gift from the divine. It may not come in the most beautifully wrapped package. In fact, it may be so disgustingly hideous that it's nearly impossible to comprehend how it could ever be of benefit. But it's a gift. It's a gift from God. And, and we're, we're not given these supposed bad things because we're bad people. And it's not a punishment. It's a gift. So if you look at it in that vein, anything that comes your way is supposed to be coming your way. It's predestined. Either you have chosen it, your spirit has chosen it, or in, in concert with the divine, it's been chosen. And, and if you look at it that way, there are no mistakes. There are no accidents. Everything's in perfect order. And so it was a fork in the road I came to on that airplane. Yes. And it was so profound, the message given to me, that there was just one path I could, I could go on. That's right. And... If you really embrace this way of thinking when the waters are calm, then when the storm does hit, you're that more prepared to, I guess, take the events in stride and to look for the lessons and the growth in them. So that's very powerful. Yeah. I think, Sandra, where most of us go wrong is we busy our lives away. Mm, That's a good point. We, 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 you know, we have to earn, you know, a good living for our families and, you know, everything that comes along with that. And then before you know it, you know, you're facing something of that magnitude. You know, what happened to me, you know, right after I retired, my wife, Angela, has been quite ill. And and she is in a lot of pain. And uh, she had uh, shingles and post-herpetic neuropathy. So she's up all night in pain. And, mm. and when 
when I first retired, we were like ships passing in the night. You know, she's up all night in pain and then crashes in the morning, and I'm up during the day and go to sleep at night. And at first I thought to myself, you know, this isn't what I thought retirement was supposed to be. You know, we're supposed to be doing stuff. Right. And then it, I realized, Sandra, I was being given exactly what I needed. I needed quiet, contemplative time. So even though I thought it was wrong, it was exactly what I needed. It was in perfect order that, that it was this way. And it was during these quiet, contemplative periods, which happened every day, that I started to grow spiritually. You know, the seeds had been sown, but I started to let, allow them to germinate. So that's my, my advice right. is don't wait for the, the crap to hit the fan. Right, that's right. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's most right. of us do. Now is the time to do it. Now is the now time is to the become time. cognizant of your spirit, aware of your spiritual growth and its needs. Because that's, that's why right. we're here. We're here for that spiritual growth. Absolutely. Agree wholeheartedly. Now, how would you advise someone who may be in the midst, though, of uh, a very painful event who wasn't thinking this way beforehand and who was maybe enveloped in a bit of the hopelessness and the pain? What would your advice be for them to start pulling out of that and to start thinking this way? Well, again, if you can embrace that there are no mistakes, and it's a different paradigm of thought. You know, my buddy Wayne uh, Dyer often says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Absolutely. And if, you, you know, you, you have choices. You know, we have a choice what we can do when we're faced with stuff like this. You know, we can uh, say, why me? Why is this happening to me? And, and I have to tell you, you know, if I was going to be honest, there were times where I thought, you know, why is this happening to us? We haven't done anything wrong. And, and then I realized that after much introspection, that I know that hidden within the painful experiences are important lessons. And no, we don't go through these things because we're bad and, we don't not, and we're not being punished. But life isn't unfair. It's always fair. And the gift of these seemingly negative experiences is a tool that helps to propel us onto that higher path I was talking about earlier. Yes. So, yeah. you know, if you get in, into the mindset of why me and you're a victim, and you're licking your wounds, and, and you're suffering, and you're going to continue suffering forever. But instead of doing that, instead of running away as fast as you can from this adversity, if you embrace it, you, if you anticipate it, if you're appreciative for it, then you grow, and you learn. Yes. And because of that, I don't think there's anything such as a negative experience. A negative experience is when you experience something of this magnitude and you don't learn from it. Yes. But if you learn anything from it, even if it's a small lesson, it's not a negative experience. It's a positive experience. It might be painful, but it's a positive experience. Yes. Oh, that's so well put. And I really like how you pointed out that when painful experiences happen, it's not because you're bad and it's not because you're being punished. It's actually, perhaps this experience is trying to propel you in a different direction, a higher direction. So you are not a victim and you're not being punished. It's quite the opposite of that, actually. Mm -hmm. So thank you for those words of wisdom. I think they're very powerful. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and take our next break. 
And this is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm talking to retired cardiologist, motivational speaker, and author of No Storm Lasts Forever, Dr. Terry Gordon. And we just discussed how there are no accidents in the universe, and we can choose to integrate and grow from the unexpected events in our lives. Another way of putting this is let go and let God. So stay close because we're going to continue going deep with Terry on the other side regarding the interconnectedness of all things. One of my favorite topics. See you soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. A new health and wellness community is coming in 2015 called holdtreatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together, we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. And welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and my guest today is retired cardiologist, motivational speaker, and author of No Storm Lasts Forever, Dr. Terry Gordon. In the previous segment, we discussed how the universe is always in perfect harmony and how we are not victims, but willing participants who can choose to integrate our life's lessons into a deeper purpose. Embracing that belief is amazingly empowering. Now let's delve into another empowering belief, and that is one of the interconnectedness of all things, because part of what can lead to hopelessness is the illusion of feeling alone when in reality, we're really not. And Dr. Gordon wrote on page 54 of his book, No Storm Lasts Forever, that contrary to common belief, birth is not a creation from nothingness, 
before life becomes life, there is life consciousness. Rather than an abrupt start to life with our first breath, birth is more of a continuation of the life force that has been and forever will be, which is beautifully written. So, Dr. Gordon, why do you believe this? Well, late into my career, I had this patient. Her name was Audrey. And Audrey had, she was from the South and I'm from the South, so we always had this, this common bond. And she had a very sick heart. And I implanted in her one of the original defibrillators, the device like a pacemaker that shocks the heart back into regular rhythm. And she outlived her disease by a decade. I, I, I was floored that she lived so long. And, and one morning she came into the hospital, and this device was just banging away at her, appropriately shocking her. But despite all my efforts, I couldn't calm her very, very sick heart. So at the end of the day, and she had been shocked about 80 times uh, that day, unfortunately wide awake each time, she called me into her room and she said, you know, Terry, I'm, I'm not afraid to die, uh, but I don't want to continue living like this. Will you turn the device off? Mm. And unfortunately, none of her family was in town. They were all down in South Carolina. And I said, I will, Audrey, but you have to understand that the very next time you have this heart rhythm disturbance, you're going to cross over. And she said, well, I understand that. So I turned her device off. And I started to leave the room, and she called me back, and she said, You know, Terry, I just have one more request. Will you hold my hand? Mm -hmm. Now, I've been with a thousand people as they die. Nobody's ever asked me to hold their hand while they were doing so. So I said, Of course I will. So I invited the nurse out of the room. I sat down on her bed, and I held her hand. And we're we're talking about the South, and I'm squeezing her hands, and her hand is responsive to mine. And we're having just a, a marvelous conversation. And I could see her heart monitor over her shoulder as she went into a cardiac arrest. And her eyes very peacefully rolled to the back of her head, and she very peacefully crossed over. And as she did so, she lost her bladder control. So I'm now seated in a pool of her urine, holding her hand, but I couldn't move because it was such a special moment. And I'm looking at the hand, and it's the same hand I was just holding. It had the same bones in it, the same ligaments, bloods. Everything in that hand was the same except for one thing. The spirit had left the vessel. And in that split moment, only because I allowed myself to do so, I could feel her spirit swirling behind me. And then it was gone. And then I looked back at this hand, and it was, again, the same hand I'd been holding before, and the weirdest thought crossed my mind. Do you remember uh, the movie E.T.? Yes. You remember when E.T.'s bony finger leans over and, dang, it touched the flower and the flower withered? Yes. And then he touched it again, and ding, the flower came back to life. It hit me that God had just dinged Audrey. Now, we think we know so much in science. The truth is, we don't know squat. <laughs> one, I agree. One of the things that we do know is that energy doesn't die. That's right. It transforms. It changes. It goes someplace. And depending upon your religious beliefs, where it goes is your own belief. But it, energy, that energy never dies, and it stays out there forever, for eternity. Much like I believe that energy existed for eternity before we got dinged into this body. So if you buy that, energy before we got here forever has been there. The energy after we're dinged will forever be. The time that we're here is infinitesimal. Not insignificant, not inconsequential, but infinitesimal. And so it, 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 it reinforced 
a very important thought in my mind, and that is that that life force, that life consciousness, is there before we are born into this temporary vessel. And it also continues to exist after we leave this temporary vessel. So we're just here temporarily. We're spiritual beings, I'm sure you've heard this, having but a temporary human experience. Absolutely. And in your book, you appropriately include a quote from Albert Einstein about this, uh, where he also goes into the interconnectedness of all of our energy being, which is that a human being is a part of the whole, called by us the universe, a part limited in time and space. He experiences himself, his thoughts and feelings as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical illusion of his consciousness. So we're all interconnected, eternal, untouchable spirits who are never really alone. We're part of nature. We're part of other humanity, uh, animals, everything that we see. We're all interconnected. So how do you put this into practice in your life, this feeling of interconnectedness? Well, let me take a step back. I believe this is a solitary journey that we're on. And when I say that, that doesn't, that's not to mean that we're alone. But our purpose, our dharma, is our individual spiritual progression. Now, in order to achieve that and succeed at that, we come uh, intersect paths of many, many, many people. So that's where we're 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 not alone. It's almost like do you remember the um, bumper cars? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what life is. It's kind of like you know, you're in your own bumper car, you have your own thoughts, and you bump into something, somebody else. And sometimes it's just a momentary uh, interaction, and that person is gone. Other times you maintain a parallel course for a number of years, and then veer off. But, and this is always difficult for people to understand, uh, and maybe it's because I don't explain it very well, but, you know, we really should be more selfish. And what I mean by that is we need to expand the definition of self. Right now, for most of us, ego limits our definition of self because the ego is very important, which makes us very important. But if we can expand on what self means, that includes the interconnectedness of not only everyone in the universe, everything in the universe. And, And that's, quite frankly, I think the problem we have today in our world. You know, even though we can connect with somebody immediately halfway across the world, we've lost that connectedness, you know? And, yes. and if we just contemplate the number of tears shed every day by children starving in Darfur, each of those children is our child. And in Syria, the father cradling his infant son's limp body after being poisoned by, by the chemical agent sarin, that father is me. And the young girl sold into prostitution, that's your daughter. So if we can expand that definition of self to include those 300 girls that were, were uh, stolen from their school, those are our children. If we can include them as us, how could we ever hurt anybody? And, and that interconnectedness becomes even, even stronger. 
That's right. Yeah, the interconnectedness amongst humans, for sure. And for me, this also extends to the way we treat all other living things. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you consider, uh, not to go too far afield here, um, just things like factory farming, the millions of animals that are fairly mistreated uh, in our agricultural system, whether it's an animal, a person, uh, hundreds, millions of them in the case of animals, all of this, it does reverberate back to us because of this interconnectedness. And so uh, making, I guess, humanity uh, leap into a kinder and gentler type of existence will involve this understanding of the interconnectedness. And just because something is happening far away on the other side of the world, like you say, it really is happening to us just the same. Well, you've heard the expression, the eyes are the portals to the soul. Yes. Um, we, we had this, this rabid um, raccoon that was coming out during the daytime, and it would walk kind of at an angle. I mean, you could tell it was sick. Mm. And at one point, uh, Angela, my wife, was outside working in the garden and brushed up against it. And she came in and she said, Terry, we've got to do something. You know, that, that could kill our dogs. Or, and I said, well, you know, you, you want me to get rid of it? And, and Angela is... Uh, very much of an, uh, you know, an animal protector, but she said, you know, we really have to do this to protect uh, us and the dogs. So I went upstairs, and I had this shotgun I hadn't shot in 20 years, okay? So I come outside, and the raccoon had gone down this hill and back up another hill, and I had him in my sight, and he turned around and looked at me, and our eyes connected. <laughs> I couldn't shoot it. <laughs> and it was just as if he was saying, you know, today's not a good day for this. Yeah. We never saw him again. Never wow. saw him again. So I connected with a rabid raccoon, but, but that same connectedness can happen with any creature, with any ant, with any. I mean, how many times do you walk down the street and you catch the eye of just one of the thousand people that you're crossing paths with in a day? I mean, that may be an opportunity that you're you're not taking advantage of. There's something that connects you. But the fact is, we can connect with every living thing. That's right. Completely agree. Okay. Well put. And on that note, we're going to get ready for our final break. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And I'm talking to retired cardiologist, motivational speaker, and author of No Storm Lasts Forever, Dr. Terry Gordon. And we covered a lot of ground in today's show about being grateful and growing from our experiences, especially the option B experiences. So we'll wrap up on the flip side with a few thoughts about miracles and contact information for Terry in case you want to get in touch. Thanks again and see you in a few. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. A new health and wellness community is coming in 2015 called WholeTreatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together, we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, 
are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. And welcome back. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and my guest today has been retired cardiologist motivational speaker and author of No Storm Lasts Forever, Dr. Terry Gordon. And Terry's book, No Storm Lasts Forever, is about his family's shift from having a happy and healthy one to a paralyzed son and how they decided not to make a tragedy of it, but rather embrace it and grow from it. This book is really a gem and contains so many powerful insights. I highly recommend it if you're looking for a good summer read or if you're dealing with your own unexpected and painful experience that is putting you onto the path of option B and just need a little bit of inspiration. So now before we go, Terry, I'd like to touch on something that you mention in your book, which is miracles. How would you define a miracle? Well, let's see. A miracle is usually highly improbable, um, an extraordinary event that... um, because it's inexplicable by natural or scientific laws, um, is explained away by being divinely orchestrated. What I've come to appreciate, and and I think I got this out of uh, A Course in Miracles, is a statement that that embraces that miracles are always there. Yes. It's when they're not that something is terribly wrong. And what I found, Sandra, is that in my life, once I became open to the possibility that miraculous things began happening to me. One of those was I I had a patient who suggested that I read a couple of books by Wayne Dyer. And and he he called me. He he thought I was killing myself. And he probably was right. And I really enjoyed a couple of the books that I got. And I tried to call Wayne and never could get in touch with him. And several years later... Angela and I were uh, on Maui, and she was sick from her shingles. She had just gotten it, actually. And I'm out walking on the beach feeling sorry for myself. And guess who I bumped into on the beach of Maui? <laughs> Amazing. Out of the gazillion people living right. on this earth. And I bumped into Wayne Dyer. And, and I walked up to him, and I said, man, you know, I know you're on vacation, and I don't want to bother you. I just have to thank you for saving my life. And he said, really? Tell me about it. And wow. we became very good friends. He asked us to join for dinner and invited me out to uh, speak at, uh, at two of his events uh, on Maui and one in New York. And, um, and, and it was, this book is his fault. He's the one that told <laughs> me I needed to journal when Tyler was first injured. And oh, wonderful advice. 
Yeah, and and yeah, you know, so those things they happen. They're there. You just have to be cognizant and willing to accept them and receptive to them. That's right. Being open and receptive. Mm-hmm. So in your book, you also talk about someone else that you met, a particular <laughs> musician. Would you like us to tell us about that? Well, yeah. You know, I, I Kenny Loggins, I, I, I adore. I, I've always enjoyed his music. He wrote a song, uh, an album, Back to Pooh's Corner. And in there, there was a song about uh, called Cody's Song. It was about his son. And when Tyler was first injured, injured, this song started scrolling through my mind. And, it, and it's basically, when you feel afraid, when you lose your way, don't worry, I'll be there to sing to you. And so I used these lyrics at the beginning of my book and at the end of the book, my book, but I hadn't gotten around to asking if it was okay to do that. So I'm in Lake Charles, Louisiana, visiting my mother, and it wasn't a very pleasant trip. My, my goal was to take her car away from her. She was 87 and had mm. a couple of accidents. So when it came time for me to leave, Mom wasn't real happy with me. And so I leaned over and kissed her goodbye and told her I loved her. And she turned her cheek away from me and she said, well, I don't love you and I never want to see you again. Oh, my goodness. So that's how I left my mother. I knew she didn't mean it, but I still didn't want to leave her that way. But that's what happened. So I get to this little podunk airport in Lake Charles, Louisiana, to find out that my flight has been canceled. Not delayed, canceled. Well, I'm not going back to mom's apartment. I'm staying in this airport until they find me a way out of there. So they finally find us another plane, and we're about to get on. And this guy behind me says, man, I sure hope this doesn't screw up our connections out of Houston. And I turned around to say, well, maybe they're delayed there, too. And I looked at this guy and I said, man, you look an awful lot like Kenny Loggins. (laughs) And he goes, hi, I'm Kenny Loggins. (laughs) And now I'm a babbling idiot. And, you know, I shared with him my love of his music and this particular song. And I told him why. And uh, Kenny ended up writing a beautiful uh, endorsement for the book. Now, you know, I'm not special, Sandra. This is available to everyone. Everyone can share in these miracles. You just have to be open to them. And when you open up your mind and your heart to them, they're everywhere. They really are. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. And those are great stories. Now, for listeners who want to learn more about your work, can you let them know once again where to find you on the web and on social media? Sure, sure. Uh, It's... uh, drterrygordon.com and doctor is just dr no period behind it i'm on facebook um i'm on linkedin google uh, email is info at drterrygordon.com and you know if you'd like i i put out a daily affirmation you can sign up on on my uh, website for that um have a couple things uh on the horizon um i have a novel it's called my heart will go on and on that i hope will be published uh soon and uh, close to the end of this year, I'm in a movie, a self-help movie, with um, Don Miguel Ruiz and Michael Beckwith and, um, and uh, Danyan and Catherine Brinkley and Gloria Loring. It's called The Secrets of the Keys. The Secrets of the funny, Keys. The mm-hmm. Secrets of the Keys. And it's a funny self-help movie. And it's going to be awesome. Okay, that does sound awesome. And can you give us a little hint as to what the theme of your book will be? Well, my heart will go on and on. It's a very spiritual book, uh, totally unlike No Storm Lasts Forever. Um, but it's it's a, a, it's a, a book where the characters get what they deserve. Interesting. That's, 
kind of all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. But it really right. is. It really is. It's a very good novel. Okay, so a writer, a speaker, an actor, and if you go on to Dr. Gordon's website, you'll see he's also a singer. So multi-talented. Well, you know, you can't take yourself too seriously. So <laughs> I, I've, I've done a lot of shows where I. You know, I've been anywhere, anyone from Michael Jackson to Lady Gaga. Oh, wow, okay. Well, you'll have to post some of that on your website. <laughs> Actually, there are some pictures of Lady Gaga on the website. My mother hates it, you know, because you're not supposed to do that, but it's fun. You know, you oh, can't take yourself I, too seriously. I have I have to find those. Somehow I, I, I missed those, so I'm going to go yeah. looking for the Lady Gaga pictures. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Gordon. This was a wonderful discussion today, and I hope your story of resilience and hope and gratitude inspires others to kick the snut of, embrace, and grow from all of their option Bs. We all have them. Thank you so much. Thank you. Namaste. And next week, we have another fantastic show scheduled for you. Our guest will be Audrey Hazekamp, a masterful integrative coach and game changer and the founder of Tall Poppy, Inc. She's committed her life to exploring whole systems aliveness, or what she likes to call evolutionary fitness. So turn in, tune in to learn about that awesomeness as well. And in the meantime, look us up on social media. My company, W Cubed, is on Facebook. And I am on Twitter, at Sandra G. Malhotra. You can learn about all of our activities at wcubedcommunity.com, where you can sign up for updates, including promos for next week's Gen R show, so you'll always be in the know. Thank you so much for joining us. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit.